0: Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. He's back. Well, I know that he could possibly be back, whether technology allows him to be back or not. He's up to the task. J.C. Cole joining us from somewhere in New Jersey. J.C., are you there? Yeah.
1: I am here,
0: and I am back.
1: They disappeared for a couple of weeks. It
0: was time for a vacation, or what's the deal?
1: Yeah, I was hiding under the New Jersey boardwalk, you know, singing some songs. (laughs) Uh, I got knocked knocked off my horse pretty hard and took me a little bit of time to get back
0: up. Well, what matters is that you did get back up. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. It's good to have good friends. Did you learn anything after you got bucked off?
1: Well, I learned you better have some friends in the alternative healing industry if
0: we are going to get through what's coming. Yeah. So, that, that's just frustrating, actually, that people in the, the medical field are, are told they can't do what's best for their patients. It's just an unbelievable position to be in.
1: I think it's a... And you know, when we look at it, one is that um the, the the medical um establishment has taken over and put in draconian rules on what the healers can do. That's one, and two, in some ways, it looks like the um uh, the Stockholm syndrome where people in the medical field have been captured and are believing <clears throat> uh, believing the propaganda.
0: People in the medical field are not stupid, J.C. At some point, they're going to. But you know what? When you've told yourself something for so long, whether it's true or not, you, you, you convince yourself that it's right. So I guess that would be the, the overall premise. But at the, end, at the end of the day, people in the medical field are, are smart people or they wouldn't be there. And they, half of them got to start waking up like Dr. Brad Meyer and say, you know, this isn't right.
1: Yeah, and that's what we're seeing. But I, I agree. I, I have friends in the medical field, and they're sitting there arguing, you know, for, um, um, you know, for uh, uh, the vaccine mm-hmm. and and other things, and also, you know, that uh, you get put on this ventilator. And and I, I just look. I go, have you looked at the other side of the information? It sounds like. You are captive of the system.
0: You would think if you ask somebody, how many people you put on the ventilator have you fixed? There'd be a little light come on and they would say, oh, 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 wow, that isn't. But apparently it's not.
1: I I also see a lot of of information is being suppressed. Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: it's, 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 it's one thing when you're looking at different alternative information and news and you can verify it or or prove it wrong but a lot of people just aren't looking so yeah. so yeah so that's one of the big issues and we know you know we know that the medical industry had been captive since about the 1930s mm-hmm.
0: no i don't think most people do know that
1: uh, that's a good point. Yes, when we research it, you'll find out that it's been captive since about the 1930s, um, which is uh, 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 along a lot of other things that we're battling at this moment. <clears throat> where you know our currency, which is now the World Reserve currency, was captured over 100 years ago in 1913. Right. And and I think what happens is most people still believe in it. You know almost like a Stockholm syndrome mm-hmm. where they and, you know they believe oh no oh, oh, the the our our dollar can't go down um you know we're strong we're you know they drank the kool-aid for over a hundred years, and of course, over a hundred years it didn't go down really in 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 um you know in a failure type in a collapse type, but it certainly went down in its exchange value. And so this is all coming to a head right now.
0: And, and so while we're at that point, um, you've been telling us for a long time now that the collapse of the dollar and the currency is is imminent. Any any change in that regard? They're still taking my dollars. That's the good news. Well, well,
1: we're going to. It's quite a complex issue because we have two kind of two issues of which we've never been taught. One is that. We have the world reserve currency as the dollar. And of course, then we have the dollar, which is kind of like an alternative dollar that we use inside the country. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, in the last couple of weeks, an awful lot has gone under the bridge. And one of them was, you know, what's happening in Afghanistan? Well, anybody who really knows part of the agenda in Afghanistan knows that that, um, a good amount of the, uh, military was there protecting the poppy supply for the drug cartels. And that's, that's black money of the CIA. Well, so that's, that's the petrodollar. Well, now that has been shut off as best as we can tell. Um, the Taliban is very anti drugs. And so what's going to happen? when that cash flow got cut off. That's one. Another big issue that not many people have, have noticed and, and has gone underreported in my opinion, is that Russia made a deal, a military pact with Saudi Arabia. Okay? And and most Americans have missed this. Well Kissinger in nineteen seventy one made a deal with Saudi Arabia where he made an agreement that if the Saudis sell oil in the petrodollar, Mm -hmm. the United States will protect them. Well, now it looks like Russia will be protecting Saudi Arabia. So Saudi Arabia may, we don't know, but may start selling oil in other currencies, which will be another very hard strike on the petrodollar. So, So it means that the world another issue has come in place where the world does not have to use the petrodollar. And and that indicates that it's going to start to fail. And so if we look at the United States, almost everything we've done, everything we own, um, all of our markets are based on the petrodollar. And, and it just took, took uh, two body shots.
0: Something that... I've experienced personally, and it's like, oh, JC told me this was coming. I've been now in, uh, three gas stations, truck stops, that had zero fuel available to sell. Zero. Every, every, uh, pump had an out of order sign on it. But it's clear to me, JC, that, uh, I'm getting notes, as I was talking about that, I'm getting notes from people around the Midwest, from Illinois all the way out through Nebraska, and to be clear, Nebraska's not in the Midwest, it's in the Great Plains, but Illinois is in the Midwest, that there are certain companies that always have no fuel available. So it tells me that there are some wars taking place within the Petro world trying to decide who is going to be the real player in the long term.
1: I would say that's probably accurate. And now we see. Remember, we've been discussing when technology fails. Right. Well, now we see that we have this Hurricane Ida just turned off uh, New Orleans again, and that um, we have a very large percentage of our refineries down in New Orleans, and they're they're looking like. Um, you know, we've got reports like 2000 miles of high voltage lines are damaged. But, you know, th- this will take a good amount of time to, to repair. And so we just, the, the country is taking another body shot on the production, the refinery of, of our fuel. And of course, you and I have been discussing for months how important fuel is.
0: Yeah, and the other thing that I'm just going to tip the iceberg with is really irritating me is how the people who want to control our lives are now talking about climate change-fueled hurricanes. We've had hurricanes as long as we've had life, and they're part of life. And now, all of a sudden, the hurricane is a result of climate change. I I just can't stand by and, and let that nonsense be perpetuated throughout society but look what's happened with the whole covid situation so how are we going to stop it we're going to talk about it that's why JC Cole is here and we will continue with him but first I want to remind you about Lone Creek Cattle Company when it comes when all the cookies crumble are you getting paid enough to pay the bills to pay the property tax to pay the feed bill to continue to pass the ranch from one generation to the next well Lone Creek Cattle Company is assisting in providing that opportunity it's about getting the producer closer to the consumer and the Piedmontese cattle possess the traits for tenderness in beef supply, and above all else, the consumer truly wants tender beef. And you need to get paid properly. Marlin Will has full details about being a part of the certified Piedmontese system on the web, Lone Creek dot We're back with more JC Cole and Roll Route after this. Welcome back, Roll Route, Trent Lewis, alongside JC Cole, every Wednesday. He's gonna stay hooked from now on. No more sabbaticals. Oh, you got some serious natural immunity now, JC. You're good to go.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I hope so. Uh,
0: so, Sunday, we uh, got notice that the uh, the friend that brought you and I together, even you and I would probably, I don't know how we would have crossed paths had it not been for Robert David Steele. I've said publicly that uh, spending 70 days of my life every day with him was the the most impactful things I'll ever do in my life in a positive way. It didn't come without peaks and valleys, as you well know, but uh, we had word that uh, Robert left us here on earth and uh, anything, I mean, there's so many questions about that, but I I don't really have the answers, JC. I just want to recognize the contribution that he made impacting people in a positive way
1: yes i think at this point it's best just to to you know respect respect him and 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 you know um honor honor his his contributions to trying to save our country um and and uh you know wait till we see other information come out on on um that gives more indication what's happened
0: so um I'll, all I can say in that regard is thank you, Robert, for including me in an opportunity to, to be a part of trying to fix the nation and the world.
1: Yeah, thank you. And I think he put together and lit the fire under an awful lot of people's, um, you know, uh, uh, rear ends to to start this and wake up. We're in a war. We've been in a war for a while. And and we have to recognize this. This isn't coincidence. This, mm-hmm. There is a real attack on us.
0: And, and by the way, I should include, because this week I've had a report from Australia and yesterday a report from Alberta, this attack on us is people who believe in freedom and liberty. It's not American citizens. It's global citizens.
1: Correct. Correct. And so... So we need to start to identify or and, and take action what we can do individually to, to, to get, you know, to uh, fathom this. And of course, this has come back to a bunch of things where, where we had discussed, uh, storing food, um, having the ability to have potable water or water treatment, uh, um, having fuel. Right. And and then, of course, had the ability to protect all of that. And now if you look and telecommunications and if you just take a quick look at uh, New Orleans, you'll see that anybody stuck in New Orleans, those are those are the four major things that that are really quite important at this moment for them.
0: Right. I actually don't have a sense of how bad things are in New Orleans. What is the current situation?
1: It's hard to say because we're not being reported accurately. And then the second, you know, the second issue is it's only been a short amount of time, um, you know, that, that, um, you know, for reactions to happen. um, We don't have a report on when they're going to, when electricity is going to be up and running. We don't have a report on, on um, let's say refineries. We don't have a report on gangs. Um, So, so, you know, I think at the same time we, we are being overloaded with information. Um, we, um, you know, um, uh, from all different directions, mostly, uh, uh, um. Hurricane Ida, uh, and then we also have, um, the Afghanistan issue and, and we have another hurricane forming and, uh, um so we have a a bunch of things happening and they, these these are, are 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 um you know are are, are going to uh affect us well
0: the, the the lowest in the low in all of that is that criminal opportunist who at a time when people are in their greatest bit of pain they come in and and, and steal or vandalize or or worse. I, I just that part of humanity just perplexes me.
1: Correct, correct. And and we're we're going to see what happens shortly um, in that in that realm. But you know another thing to watch is this other hurricane coming in, mm-hmm. um, because as I had said, if you if we get hit with an awful lot of water. In the Colorado Basin, we could see some real damage done to the dams um, that are are in place.
0: And the reason for that is because it's just basic science. The the dams have been at, in some cases, historic lows, and it changes the whole structure of the dam, and it if you gradually increase the level, it'll take care of itself. If you come in too hard too fast, yeah, it'll take care of itself too, but you won't like the outcome.
1: Um, I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, we could get some, we could get some structural damage. It depends on how much water is dumped into the basin at the at one time. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and so uh, you know, we just have a whole bunch of different things coming our way, and and we haven't had many solutions proposed. One of them is you've got to get your community together up and running with resources so that if the system shuts down for any reason, that the community can um, can exist. Um, You know, we're seeing great threats on our on our supply chain throughout the world.
0: You know what? I thought about this week and kind of it was always back there because I've spent time on it but never really focused on it as as the structure itself. For years, how many times have we heard this Agenda 21 thing from the U.N.? I'll be darned, J.C. Cole. In the year 2021, Agenda 21 seems to be playing out.
1: Yes, and it seems to be... Uh, fairly accurate to what the um, what the evidence is that we're seeing, and now I did do my homework, even though I did take my sabbatical, and <laughs> uh, and, and I came up with my my trivia question, which again is 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 fairly important. So, um, what happened this day, September first, in nineteen thirty nine, that changed the world?
0: Germany invaded Poland.
1: That's it. World War II started. And five years later, 60 million people are dead and the continent destroyed. All by the same bloodlines that are showing their ugly face right now.
0: Mm -hmm. You know what I think about a lot? If you take 60 million there, um, unrelated to that, uh, the... Oh, who was the whack job in China that killed 100? Mousie tongue, 100 million. Uh, depending on how you put the Stalin numbers together, they could be part of this 60 million. What would the world's population be had it not been for all of those genocides? <clears throat>
1: that's um, that's a stunning question. I I don't know. If you look, uh, the University of Hawaii did a uh, did an analysis on the um, basically the largest killers in the world have been governments and I forgot the total number but
0: it was I thought 200 million people
1: in the
0: 20s. actually I'm familiar with that study and I remember clearly and could pretty quickly go find the numbers but what what I took a look at was the top 10 human killing incidents of the world And everybody would think that climate change powered hurricanes would be in the top 10, right? No. There was only one natural disaster in the top 10 human killers in the history of the world. All the other nine of the top 10 were induced by tyrannical governments.
1: By the way, there is this um, um, technical report released um, by the, um, I think the British. And, and somebody else, and um, just this week, that indicated that the melting of the um, ice, um, the ice fields down in Antarctica, is not caused by global warming. It's caused by um, basically uh, uh, inner Earth heating. Yeah. So the global warming thing is nothing more than a scam for the United Nations and who's ever behind it to try and get control over the laws of energy
0: and water. Yeah, it's quite clear if you're paying attention, that's exactly what's happening. What you tune into this for is to find out what do I do about it, and we will continue with that. I would like to give you a little incentive to go to KarenStaley.com. In fact, I should have awarded one of these CDs for the person who got the right answer but i oh oh wait i got the right answer karenstaley.com has four songs that she composed she produced and is available on one cd as a result of the arise usa tour god save the cowboy would obviously be my favorite go to karenstaley.com for 20 bucks you can get all four of those songs and contribute to the cause we'll be back with the second half of jc cole and roll route after this welcome back Roll out Trent loose alongside JC Cole joining us from the farm in New Jersey uh, what was that what was that book that Michael Crittenden wrote uh, state of fear hmm we are so living mm-hmm. that book by yeah. the way everybody escaped to Antarctica to um, to ponder and strategize on how to take over the world in that book just in case you didn't read it
1: Right, and uh, th- there seems to be an awful lot of information indicating that, uh, that a lot of people escaped during World War II uh, with the help of the Vatican and the rat lines and got down to uh, South America and Antarctica. Um, I, th- I think it's all documented in The Rise of the Fourth Right* by Jim Mars,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I understand also Dr. Ted has recommended
0: reading. Um, I was told yesterday with the great conversation I had by with Ron Valiant in Alberta that there is an event coming up in planned in Canada this fall that the Pope is coming to, which he thinks is all about planting the seed for the twenty twenty two climate change lockdown, which will make COVID lockdown look like a walk in the park. Yeah. 'Cause I think people yeah. tend to forget. I clearly remember and did almost a week's worth of program. I'm not Catholic. Uh, I'm Methodist, just tell everybody straight up. Um I'm just Christian mostly, that's all that matters. Um but the Pope wrote there was a he he had a term for it. And this was probably coming on ten years ago now. Five for sure. That uh, the dissertation about climate change, the great challenge that we all have for the future. And I call people in the Catholic Church and they're like, I can't believe this. I just don't, I, this has had to be a mistake. It's not a mistake, it's part of the calculated effort. Yes.
1: Yeah. You know, and there's, a, again, there's a lot of information that we are going into a solar minimum, and that solar minimum is changing our climate, which makes perfect sense. And, and this is creating, um, this is basically disrupting the world's food production.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So just by coincidence, you know, we've got a, a, um, a fake pandemic where they're trying to walk down the globe a few years before we're going to have a global famine.
0: The interesting part about that, um, by the way, it was 2015, the the Pope wrote that paper. I just found the exact paper. Uh, the The interesting thing about that is as I've talked to friends in most of Canada, there's some severe drought areas of, of western Canada, but friends in Australia, and what I see here, the, the U.S. agricultural production in 2021 is going to be off the charts. Now, that doesn't include the drought-stricken west, where cow-calf producers have had their lives changed forever. But in the, cor- in the corn belt, where we grow corn and soybeans, the the crop just looks phenomenal. And Trent Thorne told me that the wheat crop in Australia is probably historic in terms of the best ever. They don't know how they're going to get it out, because they've got such a restriction in, in transportation. You, he can't even go from Queensland into New South Wales. So they have the ability to, to produce more food than ever globally, and we have an infrastructure mm-hmm. that's not going to allow us to to take it and get it to the people.
1: Yes, and, and 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 that's that's happening in many different areas. You know, when you're starting to see rivers dropping so low that the barges uh, look like they won't be able to bring bring the produce out from you know the uh, the center lands.
0: It's just too bad you didn't tell us, J.C., that there was a risk to living 1,300 miles from your next meal.
1: I I think I did point out (laughs) to the East East Coast New Yorkers that our food is 2,000 miles away. 2,000 on average. Uh, And, uh, And if we don't start investing into local farms, we're we're simply history. Yeah. Right, we have to have a minimum amount of our food produced locally.
0: You know and
1: that's the, investment.
0: The, the other thing that comes along with that and I actually think it's maybe the step before the local farms is I went to 2 weeks ago I went to um an indoctrination that Nebraska Public Power called um, a listening session and they are talking about decarbonizing energy production and I stood up and I said you know the term decarbonization means death right But uh, and I had my little say in the public comment period but I came out of that JC with a distinct thought and even talked to some people but all I've done is talk about it is that we need to have the power source the electric grid on a county-by-county level and a community-by-community level, just along with those local food and farm productions. Because if you don't have that electricity, you're not going to have food. And the local farm doesn't mean anything. So the two come hand-in-hand. And I'm Mm -hmm. trying to think about what resources we have right here in central Nebraska and in particular in Sherman County to make that happen. And and I think people have to start thinking that way.
1: I agree. I agree that... That um, you know, this is a full full scale blitzkrieg attack on on humanity, and you know h- half of the people were asleep at the wheel, and you know we we need energy to produce food, and we need the food within our ability to to get to. That's called food security, mm-hmm. and right now we're in a terrible situation where the food is literally thousands of miles away and and as you you're seeing from your your friends in farming the supply chain is so long that that they're they're missing they're starting to miss equipment replacements for their farming equipment and we've we've allowed the skills of locally making those replacement parts to go away You know, where if you look at what happens in, like, Cuba, they've been able to keep cars from the 1950s consistently running because the the local, you know, let's say skilled um, mechanics and and machinists know how to do the replacement parts. You know, we don't.
0: I'll I'll give you a, a perfect little case in point that just seems like it's nothing but it's big. I have this certain brand of waters. they're energy free waters that I water stock with, pigs and cattle. And that does not require electricity to keep them thawed. They, they create they allow the geothermal heat from the earth to keep the flow. And I've gotten along with them extremely well, but over a period of time those floats that are on the inside of those start to wear out. And right now I have two of those waters out of probably 14. That are just constantly leaking and I have water running over and so you have to go in there and put a new float on. Yesterday, yes, yesterday the guy finally got back to Kelly and said, I have not been able to get a part for that water since October and we are told that maybe, maybe we'll get a new level of shipment of those parts by December. Now, that I mean, J.C., that's just one little thing about a water that's running over that I'm going to try to figure out how to adapt the one that I have. But that spills over into parts for engines, parts for everything. The supply chain is broken.
1: Correct. One thing that I had when I lived in Eastern Europe was a very skilled team of machinists because they still were living back in the 50s. And so we had metal lathes that, you know, all I do is sketch up a design of a piece that I needed. And by lunchtime, it was manufactured. And we've lost, we, we haven't totally lost that skill. That skill is just becoming quite hard to find. And But that's what I'm talking about is the local community, that you have mm-hmm. to have your arm, you have to have your mechanics, you have to have your machinists. You know, you have to have these skill sets locally so that you can keep the, the community working. And, and even now, technology has expanded where you might be able to do some of that with 3D printing.
0: Right. If you have electricity.
1: If you have electricity, and, of course... Electricity, in some ways, is easy to solve if you have the finances behind it. You don't, you don't need a lot of electricity, and it helps if you plan not to use it to the extent that we've done. We're, right now, we see many of our sewage systems have gone from gravity flow to uh, the need of electrical pumping. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, that's going to be wonderful when uh, electricity shuts down. Yeah, um, because it will flow
0: downhill to that one location. Uh, there's a great saying for that that I can't use on the air, you know. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> it does flow downhill. That's that's the moral of the story. You know, our our pioneering forefathers knew how to. Well, because none of this was abundant. Electricity was not in existence. And they found now, a way to use nature to replicate every single thing that we've replaced with technology, and we've moved away from that.
1: Correct. And, and I, I came across a, a 1906 uh, reproduction of a Sears Roebuck catalog, which I find fascinating and because it shows all of the mechanical uh, instruments that the farmers and the inventors came up with. So um not needing electricity. Right. But being able to take different forms of power. For instance, in those days they were able to uh create alcohol and and have small engines, I think they were called strike miss engines, mm-hmm. and, and be able to to run pumps to um uh to uh um husk corn to do an incredible amount of little small things on the farm and of course then we got to the sawmills and you know and and running the sawmills off of a, a basic uh, com- a combustion engine or maybe even a steam engine you know but now we're we're so dependent on electricity we're in deep trouble and if it, if it gets shut off and by the way over the my sabbatical we had I think at least 4 CMEs fire off
0: from the sun we got to talk about the sun when we get back protect the harvest continuing to be there in the trenches for example a guy in wyoming yesterday i talked to him bears are killing his livestock 40 head this year and the government is part of the problem not the solution that's the kind of work that protect the harvest does to help you get more details at protecttheharvest.com we'll be back with the last sun spot and roll right after this Welcome back, out. Trent Lewis alongside J.C. Cole, talking about Siamese twins. I think during the break, no, during the last. Well, what happened on this during your sabbatical? To what?
1: Uh, and, uh, we had a bunch of CMEs fire off from the sun. We actually, I think, one is coming in. It's not serious. This is not a panic situation, but it, it's it's showing that we are completely vulnerable to a massive CMA coming off of the sun and that our grid is unprotected and uh, um, basically doesn't have any um, um, uh, hardening to it um, or, or uh, high-end surge protectors, which my understanding is quite easy to put in. So again, it looks like part of the government um, is not doing their job to protect the, the country um by by protecting its energy grid and
0: so, so i did bring this we, up in my comment period and then the uh, the state director for nebraska public power district who by the way supplies 403 of the 530 nebraska communities with this electricity reassured me that our electric grid nationally has the safeguards in place against terrorists and surges and every other thing they can imagine at this point in time.
1: Yeah, 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 right. And the check is in the mail. Well,
0: I failed. I didn't have time because I do not want to turn it into a debate, but I wanted to say I am sure that the folks who own that pipeline in the Carolinas that was uh, invaded with uh, malware or cyber attack Thought, said the same thing. I am sure that JBS Swift said the same thing before their accounting system was hijacked by cyber attack and they were not able to pay bills for a week. Uh, you, you, you just can't have 100% insurance against all of these things, but you should be able to do the basics.
1: Yeah, uh, well, they also said the same about New Orleans where the, uh, the levy system um, is strong and will hold. And they're like, excuse me, in 1980, my geological professors told me, it will fail. <laughs> you know, and, and and so we've got these lying, ooh, uh, let's keep this clean, we've got these lying morons who are administrators at the top of almost every, every industry we need that are simply paid administrators, you know, uh, 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 saying quite honestly lies about the system mm-hmm. and when it goes down we're in deep trouble
0: so we need to remain solution focused yes but, we do but first you have to take the initiative and recognize there's a problem and then seek the solution so where do we start with that because none of this is a quick fix JC if I decide to produce my own electricity I can't do it next week
1: no that's true and, and uh, I would say it, it's going to come down to local um, uh, community focus, that you can, you know, you can get your community, um, the more people that are awake will obviously help, but you can get your community to start focusing on these things, like protecting your own transformers, like, um, um, you know, having having alternative energy systems, having energy storage um you know certainly the community can double up on its on its diesel storage um that isn't that technical you know as as you know you know you have to get some tanks and you have to just learn how to 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 keep it in in good condition but but this is this is the it's almost like the only solution is that the local communities have to awaken and start to put these things in place.
0: I'm seeing more and more information about something that you first brought to my attention, and that is um, taking wood, putting it through a process that creates kind of like a coal that will generate needed energy.
1: Yeah, but basically wood is a hydrocarbon, mm-hmm. okay, and that it's not a, a particularly dense, but some of them are more dense, and that you could take that and bake it in an oxygen-free environment and get off like a pro, a propane gas from it, mm-hmm. which is uh, called a wood gas or syngas, uh, synthetic gas, and that you can run combustion engines with, right? So, So literally, if you know how to do this, it's it it, it's I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's not technically difficult. And so you can actually create your own syngas um, 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 manufacturing uh, uh, device that can power your own generator. Now this isn't a perfect solution, but this works. As, as this worked especially after World War II when there was an extreme shortage of ga- uh, gasoline in the world. That even cars were being produced with wood gas generators on them so that you, you could get some wood, and we have an abundance of wood, and you can run a um, combustion engine. Well, if you think about it, in order to do this, you need some welding equipment and you need some plans. The plans are available off the Internet from of all places, FEMA, and that you just have to have the welding equipment, which comes back to being prepared for for our supply chain if it collapses that if you have the ability to weld you know you and and machine you you know you're stunningly ahead of of the curve
0: yeah, and we now have a movement back to teaching individuals, particularly young people these hands-on attributes that were once gone. And not once gone. Let me rephrase that. That once we did not put any emphasis on. And, you know, it comes to mind on one of our Arise USA tour stops in Kentucky. We had that at a welding, the Kentucky Welding School. And, you know, they're just providing a great service that we're fast coming back to understanding that we need people that can celebrate hands-on endeavors.
1: Exactly, and and that skill sets there, um, but but it's far and few between. And now I, I talk from experience because I have a wood uh, wood gas generator. We actually, you know, I went out to one of the best companies in in the country of all places, Berkeley, California, which they actually do allow
0: conservatives in there if if, if you have money. No. Um, <clears throat> They used to. I'm not sure. I mean, they may have a ban on that now, but they used to. I don't
1: know. Right. So so um, so out, out in Berkeley is is a, um, I think it's called All Power. It's one of the top companies in the nation on how to take biomass, which is basically wood or other other biomass. Corn stover.
0: Um, Corn stover is a great uh, option.
1: Yes, and and turn it into electricity through syngas um, production. Well, you know, so so I flew out there. I bought one of their experimental kits. When well, I found a welder here in in, uh, in Pennsylvania, and we put it together, and we're able to produce six six kilowatts of electricity off of um, wood. Okay, now the wood has to be, you know. Qualified, dried, it helps if it's uh, it's one of the dense woods like oak, you know. Um, but still, you're able to produce electricity. Is it convenient? No, not even close. Does it work? Yes. And so once you – now understand fundamentally how important that is. If you're able to produce six kilowatts of electricity, let's say for an hour or two hours, right, without the need of diesel or gasoline – you're able to run your well, your your pump. So that gives you potable water. So we have that ability now. We have that skill set now. It's just not widely known that we can get most of these small generators that you know that are all for sale at home depot. Well, most people, once they run out of gasoline, they won't be able to do anything with them. Well, not if you have the ability to create syngas. And this is part of the, this is part of uh, a whole movement of having in that knowledge base plus the resources to make it. In other words, in order to do this, you have to have welding equipment. Right. So that's just one example. And if you can get to potable water, You've solved, you've solved probably 40% of your major, major issues. Mm-hmm. So the other is obviously food storage during a, during a period of time when the supply chain collapses. So if you stored, let's say, four months of food, that gives you four months to figure out how to reproduce food or, or, or get to the next level, where most people have about a week. Right. Or they're in trouble. Right. And, and so, so, you know, we have the, the, that's, as long as our supply system is working and our banking system is working, we can prepare very well.
0: And then the other part of that is, as the federal government owns 33%, one in three acres of land in the United States, the one resource that they waste the most. In fact, they don't only waste it, they allow it to contribute to greater problems. And I'm, it's fresh in my mind, JC, because last week I was driving through Yellowstone National Park, actually stopped and did a video for two minutes with all of the trees that are, have fallen and just laying there waiting to burn. Imagine if we would harvest these trees and not only make lumber, but create energy because it's, it's just a resource that's not being utilized and it's causing a problem. It does create energy, not in a positive correct. way at this moment.
1: Uh, correct. It, it, well, it's energy. It's just which way is it going to be used? And, and, you know, I've looked into it being on a farm with, with an ample supply of horse manure. Um, you know, that, that this is energy. You know, it's it's a low uh, low density energy, but it's energy. How do you turn it into usable energy? And and uh, those are some of the challenges which we have to come up with. And of course, unfortunately, uh, you know, our government is what not one homogeneous uh, uh, entity. It is fractionalized and being controlled by different um, different bloodlines and different corporate uh, structures. Yeah. Right. And so, so in many cases, that's who we're fighting.
0: Well, the pioneers of the Great Plains of America learned to go pick up buffalo chips, and that's not something you get at the local diner and burn that no. for energy. And maybe we just need to be better with buffalo chips. That's the moral of the story. JC, it's great to have you back. We'll see you next Wednesday. Don't go on another sabbatical, okay? All right. With that, we have a certified Piedmontese. Maybe your buffalo chips come from Piedmontese cattle. That might be the best thing yet. It'll be the most tender buffalo chip you ever had. Piedmontese are tender because of the myostatin gene. Get details from Marlon Will about involvement in the certified Piedmontese system. We've journeyed down the road connecting all of the dots. Farmers to, to the fork. Rural to urban. You name it. All roads do lead to a roll route.